and welcome to podcast number four. We're here for another week, another podcast with me, your host, Alex Lewis. I'm sat in the car, it is cracking flags, and it's a gorgeous Saturday late morning. Just watch Saturday Kitchen, love that programme. Um, apologies in advance if you hear some banging noises. Uh, not banging of that variety, but there is uh, the next door neighbour is doing his patio. So apologies about that if that comes through. I've got a lot to get through in this podcast. In this podcast, what you're going to hear is you're going to hear a clip of a radio interview that I did. Uh, More on that in a moment. Um, uh, I just want to kind of kick things off by saying thank you for your support. Podcast 3 sort of blew things out of the water, really, for me. Um, It was strangely cathartic. I've been I've been saying that word all week on messaging, but I still don't really know how to say it, you know, how to pronounce it. It was strangely kind of relaxing and soothing for me, um, having it all out in the open uh, about my gambling addiction. And, uh, it, it, you know, it really was like a, a massive weight off my shoulders. So I just want to say, you know, thank you for your support. I received over, well over 50 messages um, from friends, from family, from, from strangers as well. So, uh, you know, I've replied to every single message. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that on a Monday morning or Tuesday, or whatever, I like to kind of screen grab and um, just show people the messages. So, uh, no, thank you for all of your support. It has been, um, it has been very overwhelming, actually. And there was a couple of messages uh, that actually made me well up. A um, couple of close friends who basically just didn't have a clue that I was um, I was sort of knees deep in the gambling addiction. So, yes, I just want to do a couple of shout outs to Louis. Your message was particularly heartfelt, mate. Um, as I say, did have a have a little bit of a cry. And um, Ashley as well, um, if you're listening, mate. Um, uh, we know each other from Nana Marge. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the podcast had loads of plays uh it's had over 500 plays across all the different platforms which is um which is just crazy for me so i think my target was to raise awareness about problem gambling and i am happy to say that i think i achieved that and you know i really appreciate you having a listen to it a few people have kind of got in touch and sort of said oh yeah i've seen there's you know there's quite a few gambling adverts on tv or um things like that. I, I I think I think basically we you know have been able to raise awareness about problem gambling. It is a taboo subject and not a lot of people talk about it. Not a lot of, not a lot of people really know about it. You know, it's still quite a kind of recent new thing. Um you know, for example like you know, I've got a friend who's a psychi- um not a psychiatrist, a psychiatric I'm just terrible with my words, uh, a nurse um, about mental health. And she said, you know, is it OK to share this amongst, amongst my colleagues? Yes, absolutely. It is. You know, please share it. Please, not just for her, but for you, for your friend, you know, share it with others, because I think it I think it hopefully just really highlights and hammers home that this is, you know, this is a real issue, a real issue um, to do with mental health. And you know, just a reminder that only in 2013 was gambling or problem gambling seen as the same addiction as, as drugs and alcohol. Only in 2013. This is like, this is new territory. So um, please share it with others uh, so they can hear the story. And hopefully the main aim is it helps someone out there, basically, to say that you're not alone. Um, I've got lots to get through in this kind of section before we come on to the interview in a moment. Um, just another reminder that 
basically this podcast is available on Spotify. Um, I've had lots of listens on Spotify, so keep it going, guys. It's obviously good on Spotify because you can continue to do other things on your phone and you continue can, can continue to listen. Um, it's now also available on Google Podcasts. Um, so that's uh, especially good if you've got an Android phone. Uh, apparently, I don't have an Android phone, but that's what I'm told. Um, and there's a few other places you can get hold of it. Uh, the podcast. I don't actually know any of these really sort of websites, but I'll put them all in the link on the YouTube. Um, and um, yes, this week you might have seen me release a, a silly video, um, a, a phone box review. You know, this is uh, <laughs> this is really kind of random. Hopefully, just bringing you a little bit of joy, a bit of cheer. Um, to the you know during lockdown, um, I, I was going to say you know please do like comment and sh- uh, subscribe to what I'm doing um, because obviously it helps the algorithms kind of know what's what's good. Um, but in saying that, if I'm releasing like gambling podcasts uh, but silly videos, YouTube is having a bit of a hissy fix. It's like what you know some people are going to like the the podcast, some people are going to like the silly videos. But anyway. Um, yeah, do do like, comment and subscribe. Um, it's uh, at the moment, you know, this is not for financial gain. It's just to, I think, entertain myself really during lockdown and hopefully entertain you, the listeners, uh, the viewers. Um, and uh, you know, essentially, the gambling thing is just to spread the spread the message. So, already repeating myself again. Um, God, I've got verbal diarrhea. I've realised I've only got like a minute or two to kind of get all of this stuff out. So I've got I've got my. I've got my laptop. I've actually made show notes on my laptop, given the importance or, in my opinion, the importance of this. Because it's crazy because, you know, initially this was a podcast just for like friends and family. um, And now it's starting to reach people that are not friends and family. So if you're new to the channel, if you're new to the podcast, hello, welcome. Um, You're listening to a crazy guy in his car talk about lots of issues. Um, Anyway, a couple of things. Basically, um, well, it was quite topical, uh, going back to the gambling, uh, released the podcast on Sunday and on Monday, talk about like random or coincidence or good timing. On the Monday, uh, the government announced that um, it was to ban uh, gambling adverts from betting companies on TV and radio. So the Guardian released an article. I got sent that article from a friend and I was like, what is this like? What what are the chances of this? You know, releasing a podcast and having this come out on the Monday. Um, so basically, the, a little bit more about that. The Betting and Gaming Council uh, are going to ban gambling adverts, or basically they're going to display safe messages. Interestingly, this week I was like, yeah, but they're not banned because if you watch TV, there's still gambling adverts online um, on 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 telly. But basically, it's it from effect, uh, comes in from effect on the seventh of May to at least the 5th of June. So I feel like something as good is kind of coming out of all this. Um, so it's the Betting and Gaming Council, and they represent 90% of betting companies in the UK. So kind of the biggies, really, the big companies. Um, however, I would say a little bit of a caveat to that is that actually you can still receive like social media marketing, text messages, and um, emails, and even post post uh, ad, postal adverts as well. So, you know, there's good things out of it, but is it a bit too late? And actually, on that, basically, I couldn't believe it, Talk Radio, a national uh, radio channel, I think related to sister channel of Talk Sport, um, also related to, I think, or owned or something like by Virgin Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio. Um, sorry, I've just had a coffee, a little bit hyper. <laughs> um, basically, 
uh, they picked up on it. They, they, they saw the podcast and they got in touch with me, I think mainly because they were obviously scratching around for actual content. Um, they saw the Guardian article that had come out. Um, so they wanted to do an interview with me. They got in touch. And, um, and so what I'm going to do now is uh, I'm going to like clip on the interview. So the, for the rest of the podcast, you can listen to me talk um, to the host, Daryl, um, about a little bit more about my story. Um, so you can have a listen to that. Just finally, one more thing. I want to say that um, I'm going to be doing an upcoming series on gambling, podcast series about gambling. I think this has been, this is actual stuff that is going to stick. Yes, I can do my silly videos. That's great fun. I love doing them, but they're just, you know, kind of throwaway videos. Like, yeah, great. That was great. This has actually got legs. This is, I feel like this is now actually starting to become a bit more of my mission. Um, certainly with the podcast anyway, you know, talking about real issues, real life stories that actually matter. Um, so what I'd like you to do, I'm going to invite you to please submit your questions um, to me about gambling. I've had lots of questions already, things like, you know, um, how did you give up? What help did you get? When did it become a problem? Lo lots of different things. If you've got a question that you'd like me to cover in the gambling series, please could you submit it? Um, over the next week or two. You can write me a comment on YouTube, you can send me a message um, on Instagram, etc, etc. So yeah, please get those questions in. Um, I need them in really within this week because um, I'm going to start sort of getting preparations underway to, to kind of to do this bit of work um, that hopefully is going to be impactful. Anyway, this intro has been pretty big. I said to myself, right, I'll do this for seven minutes. I can see the clock's ticking. It's been 10 minutes. So apologies about that, guys. Um, anyway, wishing you well. Hope you've had a great week. Um, the next couple of weeks or so, we're going to have some sort of lighter podcast topics. Nothing too heavy. Um, I appreciate last week was a bit heavy. Everyone's like, you know, some people were like, "There's," I just couldn't listen to it. Didn't like it. Other people obviously, um, you know, enjoyed it. I suppose it's, it's quite a juicy topic, isn't it? Anyway, without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Daryl and Talk Radio. See you later, guys. Speak next week. All right. Cheers. Bye. Talk Radio. Uh, so the UK is biggest betting and gambling companies are to close, uh, sorry, to, uh, to cease advertising on their products um, on TV and radio during the lockdown after MPs called for the move. The Betting and Gaming Council, which represents 90% of the UK's betting, gaming, bingo and casino companies, said that booked TV and radio slots will either feature safe gambling messages from charities or be removed entirely if contracts with broadcasters permitted them to do so. Take a look into this now and hear from somebody who has been affected by this. Again, we're leaning into human beings and their stories tonight. Alex Lewis is a former gambling addict. He's also just created a podcast all about it. Let's speak to him now. Alex, hi. 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 Thank you for talking to us. I, I appreciate this is an incredibly difficult and personal uh, exercise for you, Alex. So I'm, I'm really, really <laughs> grateful um, to you for giving us your time. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, a little bit, little bit nervous, but happy to share it if it helps others, really. Good man. Absolutely. And um, uh, as I say, don't be, I'll, I'll, um, I'll look after you. If there's anything that I ask you here as well that you don't want to answer, feel free to bat me away. Um, yeah. Let's go back to the start then for you, Alex, because this started uh, quite young in your later days of school in sixth form, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, about 18 years old. 
And um, how did it how did it start? What, 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 can you remember the sort of first times you gambled? Um, well, yeah, basically, I think it was it was kind of getting drawn in as an eighteen year old. Like basically, it was a bit like the in betweeners. And basically, during a free free periods, we'd sort of we'd head down to um, to the, to the bookies to sort of to put bets on. And um, yeah, I just remember kind of getting hooked in because we we do like horse racing bets, and I, I didn't have a clue. I'm, a, I'm from a place called Newbury, which is um, kind of it's famous for the racetrack and there's quite a good few um sort of famous stables around the corner so so everyone's kind of got a link to the 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 industry the horse racing industry and um i didn't have a clue so my mate was on one of the machines i think i think they're called fixed odds betting terminals Mm. um but basically he was on one of these machines and he was playing he was playing roulette and i didn't have a clue what it was about but um basically he was like oh yeah all you got to do is you just got to put a pound in and um, you just sort of you bounce the numbers, and so I sort of basically, I think any gambler or problem gambler will t- sort of say the, the worst thing that can happen was basically, you know, you win, and uh, and I won some money off that bet. I think I won seven quid, seven pounds twenty, and it it was just like boom, that was that was the opening, and it was just like this is amazing, you know. Mm. I, I, I'm taken by how um, precisely you remember how much you won. I guess such an effect it had on you at that moment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's strange, isn't it? You remember exact things. It's just like I don't know. <laughs> you sort of remember these these details, like when uh, I don't know when when Princess Diana died, or what you know where you were when nine eleven happened. It was just it was obviously quite a significant thing for me. So yeah, yeah. And do do you remember the, the sort of early sensation of winning and and what how that made you feel? Um, I think obviously you know it made me feel like really. Um, really happy uh i don't know it was it was exciting it was fun something like completely different um to anything i kind of experienced and i think it was just the instant rush of like the gratification of like i've just won some money um of of of, of basically of, of having no skill at all of course it's like if you look into it there are just complete random chance games um so you can yeah you you yeah basically basically a quick fix a quick buck basically Hmm. um yeah and then am i right in thinking that in your case alex things stepped up a gear when you moved to london is that right yeah that's right yeah 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 and 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 where did that where did that take you what did gambling life become for you um well it was basically out of boredom i'd I'd moved to london i got a graduate job i was still really young I i was only 22 and um and basically just being bored at lunch would kind of head round to Stratton Ground um, uh, in sort of Victoria, near St James's, and yeah, we basically sort of watch others bet. Obviously, you've got people that are, you know, working in the city or whatever, and I, I sort of just sort of suss it all out. And it was the Olympic year as well, so I was sort of, it was quite a buzzy time to be in London. But I didn't really know many people at the time, so in the evening I would just sort of head out to the casinos and um, and just started to sort of get a feel for it. It was kind of drawn in, lured into the casinos and. Um, you know, they're kind of flashing lights or whatever. And, and it was just like, I don't know, it just felt really cool. It just felt, I don't know, it felt, felt quite trendy, really. Mm. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot made of the way that casinos treat clientels and how that does sort of entice them in. Well, I think I did, I felt a bit like a king, you know, it was sort of like free drinks and um, you could get free food and... Um, I don't know, it just seemed to be quite a glamorous place. People were kind of dressed smartly and, um, 
yeah, I think I was just sort of lured in and, and it was quite a social place, people sort of talking and you could sort of build up relationships with like the dealers and they were kind of just normal people, but they would wear like, you know, um, next to nothing, you know, if, if, if you're, a, you know, the girls wouldn't wear much and you, you don't know, you were kind of attracted to them, they would give you attention and you would sort of get, yeah, you kind of you kind of get lured in, if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, they know what they're doing, don't they? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 2014 was quite a defining year for you as well then, wasn't it, Alex? Yes, it was um, was, was quite, a, it's quite a bad year for me financially, basically kind of got... Um, got, got, got really kind of heavily involved in, like, betting at casinos and starting to lie to housemates and... Um, yeah, I, I'd started to kind of get onto like online gambling, so it was it was kind of getting pretty pretty heavy, pretty heavy. There was there was one time, and this is a true story, by the way. I'm not trying to set dramatise or anything, but yeah. um, basically, I was I was at a casino. It was the, uh, in central London, and at the time, I'd just won a load of money, like one of my biggest winnings. Um, you always remember the big ones, but I've I, I won a load of money, and basically. Um, in the background, I asked someone. I was like, "Hang on, is that a live band playing?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It was. Um, they were. It was the song "Wanna Be Your Lover," and it was by Prince. And Prince, the actual Prince, was playing in the in the casino. And and I was just completely like glazed over and was just didn't even care. It was just like, okay, cool, and just went straight back to the table. I should have, you know, with hindsight, like you should have gone and checked that out, yeah. being a musician and stuff. But yeah, it's just nuts. Mm. nuts. Which sort of, I suppose that kind of plays to how much of a grip it had on you. I mean, that that is a, an, an enormous moment that is happening that you are quite happy to let by, let go by, because of the grip that the gambling has on you. Yeah, I mean, it was, I think, you know, if you look into it a little bit more, which which I kind of have done, I've, I've done a podcast recently just talking about my addiction and kind of I've, I looked into the, the research behind things and problem gamblers, they've actually seen that, the levels of dopamine are pretty much the same, whether you win or you're just participating, but the levels of what it, the impact it has on the brain is kind of the same. So it is, it really is that like thrill of the chase. So if you see like signs that will say, you know, stop when the fun stops, it's pretty hypocritical for, for a problem gamble. That's a problem because you, even when you're participating, it's, it's, yeah, it's an addiction. So you kind of get hooked in. So yeah, when crazy things like, you know, Prince is playing in the background. That's you could have, you could have. Well, yeah, you could have, you could have given me pretty much anything, and I would have still just gone, yeah, great. Let me just get back to the table. I mean, I'd spend hours. I would spend hours on these tables and, and never really ever get asked to leave. It was just nuts, absolute bonkers. Yeah, and there's a responsibility there on, on the casinos, isn't there? Do, do you did you get the sense that at any point you were being looked after? Um, I mean, I was, I was getting looked after well in terms of gifts and, you know, you know, I would get sort of points on my cards and stuff like that. But in terms of, like, looked after as someone that was perhaps having a problem, no, not at all. Not, not one, not one bit, not one bit. Just talk us through, Alex, that the strain that that began to have on your, on your personal life as well and your, your mental well-being. Um, I think at the time I was just obviously quite, um, you just, because it... <laughs> At the time, obviously, it's quite hard because you, you would display quite normal behaviour, um, and that's that's the that's the thing about gambling. It's like the invisible addiction. So, 
actually what was happening was obviously like mentally that was just you know a massive strain it was like obviously financially just you know completely strangled by overdraft uh debts and stuff like that um but also obviously just like underlying stress feelings of like uh loss of self-worth like complete shot of any kind of self-confidence like just sort of then felt like a loser like felt that i was worthless and you know and and i guess probably well i did probably yeah slip into depression and and um yeah a, a sort of it, it just led to a very tough tough weird time um looking back so um yeah it's it had quite long lasting effects actually yeah and did it did it lead into other addictions for you as well yeah it did it did um I don't feel very comfortable saying what, but um, right. no, it, it did. It did. Um, yeah, it, it did. Kind of head into head into other other areas, should we say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's all right. And and eventually, you reached out, didn't you, Alex, to get help? But the, the the process of doing that is is tough, isn't it? Having the confidence to do it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I think gamblers, problem gamblers, like you look at, I think. I knew I had a problem. Like I, I, I'd be the first to recognise it, but um, it's really hard to kind of accept that and then to kind of get the help because you have this sort of mentality as well as a sort of you know big gambler that right. I, I was the one that got myself into this mess. I'll be the one that kind of gets myself out. So I'll be the one that be able to you know I've lost all this money. I'll chase my money to get it back out. So it just kind of yeah, it reaches a point. I mean, I don't know. It, it, I think for a gambler to stop gambling. Um, you, you, you know, the gambler has to stop, uh, want to stop. So it was just kind of, it came to a point where I was just like, right, I've just got to, I need to get help, basically. You know, this is nuts. So self-excluded from casinos, which was like one of the best things I did. Um, fair play, I'm pretty pretty damning of the government but uh, and their policies and legislation. But one thing they did do, which was good, was they reduced the fixed odd betting terminals down to two pounds in bookies, um, which was great. But yeah, I got help. I got some counselling, and um, I'm not saying that I'm completely, you know, like I'm completely free of everything and and whatever. But no, it was it was one of the best things I did. No, sure. And when you say you self excluded from casinos, how does that work? Um, so basically, you ring up, you ring the casino. Um, yeah, I think you. Ring, I can't remember for to be exact. It's quite a key thing that I can't remember. But you, I just remember ringing up the casino i think there's like a helpline that they've got on one of their cards or whatever and just rung up little did i know actually it's it's all of the casinos so it's not just like one so you you can't just you know if you ring up they will exclude you from every uk casino which um which yeah which is great yeah evidently um if you were to try to tally up the financial cost of it alex where does that bring you to um i don't know exact figures um but i reckon it would be enough to put a deposit on a house um uh yeah i left i left london i've had to move back home with my parents with with debts of around seven thousand pounds um a couple of overdrafts but yeah throughout throughout my time through my 20s doing this i i, I think it's into into the thousands basically and and as, as as well as that there's obviously a personal cost as well isn't there that you have to consider yeah yeah of course yeah i mean it's just like loss of relationships uh loss of friendships like the 
strain it puts on um, like your close family, um, it, you know your your mental well-being. It's it's yeah, it's it's pretty devastating to be honest with you. Pretty devastating, yeah. yeah. We talked a little bit about some of the structures that are in place in in, in places like casinos, for example, that that, that work to entice mm-hmm. you in and to keep you there. And obviously yeah. we're talking in the context of this ban on advertising during the coronavirus lockdown period. How much of an impact did advertising have on you, Alex? Is that even possible to answer? Uh, it's, it's a really good question. Really good question, Daryl. I, I mean, I, it, 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 I, wouldn't, I don't know if I could answer that really. Um, but, I mean, obviously you can see that TV and radio um, promote uh, gambling or betting companies um, and it and it, you know it's, it's not just like casinos it's like bingo and uh, obviously like the lottery and other forms of, um, of betting and whatnot um, I think I think it's just it's, it's quite impossible to it's sort of to really kind of to, to bolt this one down into an answer but I guess I guess it's it's part of the culture isn't it it's it's uh, yeah I don't know it, it I can't say what direct impact that had on me but I'd imagine, um, you know, I would get like leaflets from the casinos through, you know, posted through to my door. Um, I'd get text messages. I would get emails. Um, so, you know, it's not just the stuff that you see on the the TV and radio, but it's it's the personalised sort of advertising and marketing really as well. Mm. And, and you say that... Um the, the science, uh, particularly around how winning and losing makes you feel the same, the, the dopamine levels being relatively similar. Some of those initiatives, like uh, when the fun stops, stop. You're, you're sort of arguing there, Alex, that that in a sense that's perhaps redundant. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I think it's pretty hypocritical, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, there's there's approximately, if you, I mean, if you look at some of the stats, there's like they say in the UK, there's a, a two million people at risk from problem gambling um and nearly half a million of them uh are problem gamblers um so yeah and if you look at again if you look at mri scans that you know if you just have to kind of go onto youtube and and look at some videos um that you'll see that the the results are quite evident that problem gambler uh gets the same buzz from from losing which is just (laughs) screwed up it's completely screwed up so a, a quote unquote normal person will have a massive spike in dopamine, and then when they lose, it's like this feeling of dejection or whatever. And you know that was rubbish, and um, uh, right, I, I won't do that again. But a problem gambler will have the same hits of dopamine. And I, I don't know. I just advise any of your listeners if they're interested to just check it out. It's, it's quite half. I'm not a scientist, so yeah, no, but they, it, they it, perhaps have to have a look at that. No, you're right. Those evidence there makes perfect sense, Alex. It really does. And I'm just the reason that I asked you those three questions in in quick succession is trying to get a sense of from your perspective, what doesn't doesn't work as action. You know, that sort of sloganeering element, uh, the, the, which is obviously, you know, it's not going to do any, any harm, I wouldn't have thought, but whether or not it's effective or not has to have a question mark over it. Um, whether the advertising ban is effective or not, but certainly direct action, you said, like the government limiting the uh, uh, the fixed odds betting machines to £2 mm. a spin. I think they were at £100 a spin uh, back mm. when you'll have, um, you'll have been playing in those early days to £2 a spin. Mm. You're saying that actually that's the stuff that has the most impact. I think I think it's I think it was good. I think it was good um, because, as I say, you can you can lose hundreds of pounds in, in one go. Uh, in, you know, you could potentially lose three hundred pounds in a minute. However, I mean, I would say that that's great. I mean, obviously they've been 
you know, they've been quite reactive. They're kind of damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. But obviously then you can see behaviour or consumers' behaviour then moving perhaps to other places. Um, it might move to online betting, for example, which in my case was evident. I just sort of moved moved things, um, but, but, you know, betting, betting lots of money online. Um, and and also you can still play um, other sort of slot, slot games that are still... Um, you know, okay, they, they'll be only a two pound stake, but they're still um, you're still betting lots of money. Uh, into you can you know the the wins and the losses are still pretty big. So yeah, yeah, I mean it was good, it was good, but I think there's still stuff that they can do. And no easy answer, I suppose, is um, is what <laughs> no. we concluded. That how how are you, Alex? Now um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, I should say I I sort of. I released a, a podcast on on Sunday, and uh, I, I sort of kind of started this vlog by complete kind of chance, and uh, or, or more more out of kind of boredom and and, and you know entertainment. And um, anyway, basically, good. Um, uh, I've had a lot of support from friends and family that have got got in touch, and um, I think there's nothing to be ashamed of, and I'm a lot better now. Um, mentally, there's, there's the roller coaster of emotions have kind of stopped, which for a while took a little while to kind of get used to. But um, it's good now to be to be kind of plain sailing and and I just just to wash my hands of of, of of it really. It's just it's it's quite nice. It's quite nice. So no, I, I'm 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 pretty good, Daryl. I'm pretty good. Thanks. Good plan. Well, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you, Alex. Thank you so much for talking about something that's uh, incredibly difficult. Uh, It's not an easy thing to do, but it is immensely helpful in terms of building a picture and and supporting others as well. So thank you very much for having the, the courage to do that. It's a courageous thing to do. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bless him. Alex Lewis, um, who is a former gambling addict. If you want to find out more about Alex, by the way, he's got a podcast available that you can listen to. Uh, just search YouTube, uh, Alex Lewis Gambling Podcast, or the internet as well. I think it's on Spotify and various other platforms as well. If you want to hear uh, a deeper dive into his amazing story, Marcus says, what a, rem- a remarkably brave man. Uh, Eileen says, wish this guy all the best. So brave. Oh, brave is coming around quite a bit. Uh, Paula23224. Um, it says, wonderful hearing Alex in good spirits. Glad he's turned his life around so, so hard for some. We do not consider how difficult it is for those people. Just be quick to judge. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's kind of hard to disagree, isn't it, really? And actually, once you turn your thinking on that uh, to the empathy element, um, it paints a very different picture. And, uh, and, and how you work your way through it and fix those problems start to become very, very different. Um, the same can be said, actually, for... Um, for sex work and sex workers. And we're going to talk about that next. Sex workers? Daryl, come on. Oh, my God. Uh, All right, nice one, guys. See you next week. Take care. Ciao, Bella. Oh, and don't um, don't forget to send the questions in. Submit questions about gambling. Submit, submit, submit. Okay, that really is it. That really is it now. Okay, bye, bye, bye.